really does look good on you. Hello, my friends. Thank you. Andy and Hedia coming to you live from the world. You're Belinda, California. <laughs> Go to restaurantministry.com and you will find all of our other content and the shows that um, we do besides Living Fearless Devotional. And uh, make sure and subscribe and a little button there if you want to partner with us. Yeah. Look at that, how I spit that out. As tired as I am. How are you today? As you can tell, folks, we, oh, not on our podcast. You know, most, our thousands of viewers, our thousands of listeners are podcast people. Yes, I know. And yet we focus our audience on the well, people who are watching. That's because that's where we are present right now. We are present on the live oh. video broadcast. And I think the people that listen to the podcast, by by now they understand what's going on. That We just talk about things. Dan Bongino does the same thing. Does he? All the time. Oh, he says, okay. for my podcast listeners, if you want to see the video, go to YouTube or go to but he, like, Rumble. But he's constantly referring to stuff that you could see and not hear. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> here's, a, here's an explanation. Andy is like red like a tomato. And we were at the beach, so we're a little sunburned. Yeah. And a little groggy as a result of that. That's why I wore, oh, even with the red shirt, I almost blend into my red shirt. Yes. <laughs> Almost you like do. I have USA tattooed on my chest. <laughs> if I took my shirt off, you wouldn't know the difference other than if the USA wasn't on there. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> so with that in mind, all right. We're gonna we're gonna start. We're gonna jump right in because we may not in. last because we both are um, a little worn out from the sun. And we're reading from Smith Wigglesworth Devotional for June twelfth. Ask largely of God. References John 7:38 that says, He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Rivers. Not a little not stream. Not a river. Not a trickle. Not a trickle. A river. Living water. Rivers, plural. Yes, there you go. The scripture reading is John 7:37 through 8:12. Smith says, I know that dry ground can be flooded. That's from Isaiah 44, 3, which we'll be reading in just a few minutes. So I know that dry ground can be flooded. May God prevent me from ever wanting anything less than a flood. Through the blood of Christ's atonement, we may have riches and riches. We need the warming atmosphere of the Spirit's power to bring us closer and closer until nothing but God can satisfy. Yes then we may have some idea of what God has left after we have taken all that we can. It is like a sparrow <laughs> taking a drink of the ocean and then looking around and saying, what a vast ocean. I could have taken a lot more. Oh, if only I had room. Sometimes you have things uh, you can use and you don't know it. Mm. You could be dying of thirst right in a river of plenty. There was, a, there was once a boat in the mouth of the Amazon River. Like the people on board thought they were still in the ocean. They were dying of thirst, some of them nearly mad. They saw a ship and asked if they would give them some water. Someone on the ship replied, dip your bucket right over there. You are in the mouth of the river. There are a number of people today in the middle of the great river of life, but they are dying of thirst because they do not dip down and take from the river. Oh, that's Dear weird. friend, you may have the word, but you need an awakened spirit. The word is not alive until it is moved upon by the spirit of God. And in the right sense, it becomes spirit and life when it is touched by his hand alone. 
Beloved, there is a river whose streams shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of, of the tabernacle of the Most High. There is a stream of life that makes everything move. There is a touch of divine life and likeness through the word of God that comes from nowhere else. Amen. We think of death as the absence of life, but there is a death likeness in Christ who is full of life. There is no such thing as an end to God's beginnings. We must be in Christ. We must know him. Life in Christ is not a touch. It is not a breath. It is the almighty God. It is a person. It is the Holy One dwelling in the temple, not made with hands. Oh, beloved, he touches and it is done. He is the same God overall, rich to all who call upon him. Pentecost is the last thing that God has to touch the earth with. If you do not receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you are living in a weak and impoverished condition, which is no good to you or anyone else. May God move us on to a place where there is no measure to this fullness that he wants to give us. God exalted Jesus and gave him a name above every name. You notice that everything has been put under him. The tide is rolling in. Let us see to it today that we get right into the tide, for it will hold us. God's heart of love is the center of all things. Get your eyes off yourself, <laughs> lift them up high, and see the Lord, for in him there is everlasting strength. If you went to see a doctor, the more you told him about yourself, the more he would know. But when you come to Dr. Jesus, he knows all from the beginning, and he never prescribes the wrong medicine. Amen. Jesus sends his healing power and brings his rest, restoring grace, so there is nothing to fear. The only thing that is wrong is your wrong conception of his redemption. Thought for today. I will not settle for small things when I have such a big God. Wow. Just so much reminds me of my, my life as a Christian. The period of time that I spent wandering around Yorba Linda Friends Church thinking that I was, uh, you know, getting... They needed from with your thimble with my thimble. I was like, Neep. and then I take it out and I'd be spilling it on my way out the door. <laughs> and then it would fall out of my hand on the floorboard as I drove out and I go, it's all, Oh, well, it's all, Oh God. And then I would live on my life thinking that I was good. And little did I know I was in the, I was in an ocean and did not know it. An ocean of goodness, an ocean of love, an ocean of God's greatness that just could have changed my life. If I would have, if I just would have partaken in his, that, in his promise. Isn't that such a cool visual of the story he told too, mm. where they're in a boat in the Amazon in fresh water that's drinkable. And they're like, can you give us something to drink? And everybody's looking at them like, like you're dipped down. Like, what are you talking about? Mm. You know, and it, I, I, I love that visual because I sometimes get that sense in church where I talk to people who are so exacerbated, uh, not so much at, at Cavalry, but I, I used to this other church I used to go to, uh, where people are so exacerbated by life and you kind of look at them and you're like, are you, are you walking the program? Are you, are you walking this, this faith out? Because they seem to like so overwhelmed with chaos, chaos, not, not difficulty because the Christians of course have difficulty, but their life seemed chaotic best way to describe it you know like it, it doesn't it would didn't have the markings of a christian life 
And uh, and this, that's what this is, is that you could be swimming, like you described. You could be in the middle of freshwater ocean or the rivers of life and, and not see it. Do you mind if we dip into that ocean right now? Kate Mary has a request. She says, good afternoon. Would you guys mind praying for my son, David? He was rushed to the hospital with appendicitis. He is being operated on in 15 minutes. Oh, my goodness. Of course. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Dear Lord, we lift up your son, David, to you. You are Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Rapha. You give without measure and you are our healer. So we lift up uh, your son, David, to you and that we ask for the wisdom of the doctors who will operate on him and for the entire staff at the hospital and that you grant him a supernatural healing and victory and recovery, Lord, that it would be like a second that passed and he would be as good as new and even better, Lord, and stronger and, and filled with your purpose. And we want you, we ask that you bless him and his family and of course, Kate and all the doctors and the nurses in the hospital and make it a divine appointment so that uh, they are touched by having met David and that their lives are changed forever for it and forever for the good, of course. Thank you. It's all of this. We pray in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Wow. I just had, (laughs) I just had the most interesting visual visual, uh, when you were praying. Oh, it did was you? So awesome! Wow, I don't was know. it him? Was it him uh, talking to the nurses? It was because <laughs> I thought it was that. David coming down through the ceiling of the operating room, being lowered down to Doctor Jesus. Because oh. we just said Doctor Jesus, I don't know. It was like my mind was just thinking about Doctor Jesus, oh, and how, how cool sweet. would it be if if uh, if if David got wheeled in there with a little you know oxygen mask on, like he's getting ready for his operation, uh-huh. and then he looks up and there's Doctor Jesus. <laughs> I love that. That's so cute. So I got a great, uh, great visual there. Let's, um, let's, uh, let's hope that that's what he sees. Yes. Um, I think he's going to have some like... cool divine appointments in the hospital, Kate. Wow, so was, I look wow, forward. Got me all misty-eyed while you were praying. I look forward to. I we... rarely. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just don't really have those those visions like that. That's fantastic. That's so well, you got to make sure to let us know how it goes. <laughs> of course. Um, we're praying and believing for all good things, but I wonder if there's any interesting stories because it was very, yeah, I had a lot. I had a lot that <laughs> was happening when I was praying that. So very cool. So interesting that devotional too. Just said Dr. Jesus. Yes. I never, heard him, I never heard Smith talk like that before. Something like so, so just kind of interesting. Right. So cool. Wow. And Amy, Amy, amen. You're welcome. Uh, my lips aren't going to be working too well today because, uh, man, we are a little, a little heated. Let's get into John because I think there's more that I think is really good in this uh, particular scripture that um, uh, Smith has included as the, the the reading for today. Actually, you know what? I got to put it in the thing. Sorry. <laughs> uh, why do we, and one of these days we're going to get this part down. And I'm adding scripture to the three. There we go. Okay. John 7, 37 through 8, 12. 
Are we ready? We are so tired. Okay. <laughs> On the last day, the climax of the festival, Jesus stood and shouted to the crowds, anyone who is thirsty may come to me. Anyone who believes in me may come and drink, for the scriptures declare rivers of living water will flow from his heart. When he said living water, he was speaking of the spirit who would be given to everyone believing in him. But the spirit has not yet been given because Jesus had not yet entered his glory. When the crowds heard him say this, some of them declared, surely this man is a prophet we've been expecting. Others said he is the Messiah. Still others said, but it can't be. Will the Messiah come from Galilee? For the scriptures clearly state that the Messiah will be born of the royal line of David in Bethlehem, the village where King David was born. So the crowd was divided about him. Some even wanted to arrest him, but no one laid a hand on him. When the temple guards returned without having arrested Jesus, the lead priests and the Pharisees demanded, why didn't you bring him in? Have you been led astray to, well, uh, sorry, why didn't you bring him in? Well, we had never heard anyone speak like this, the guards responded. Well, have you been led astray to, the Pharisees mocked? Is there a single one of us rulers or Pharisee who, believe his, who believes in him? This foolish crowd follows him, but they're ignorant of the law. God's curse is on them. Then Nicodemus, the leader who had met with Jesus earlier, spoke up. Is it legal to convict a man before he is given a hearing? They replied, are you from Galilee too? Search the scriptures and see for yourself. No prophet ever comes from Galilee. And it's interesting. I, I, I realize that read the scripture a dozen times or so and they keep accusing him of being from galilee because that's where they settled but it's a false accusation because he's born in bethlehem mm -hmm. you know and it just reminds me of everything else right now them calling us white christian nationalists like you and i were both not white um but a version of white i guess but it just the the labels that people put on um on others in order to disparage them right. in some way, you know? Yeah. And he's like, oh, so good. nothing good ever comes from Galilee. This you is know? just like today. You're right. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So the next uh, is uh, chapter eight, which is about the woman caught in adultery. So then the meeting broke up and everyone went home. Yeah. Jesus returned to the Mount of Olives, but early the next morning, he was back at the temple. A crowd soon gathered and he sat down and taught them. As he was speaking, the teachers of the religious law and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in the act of adultery. They put her in front of the crowd. Teacher, they said to Jesus, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. The law of Moses says to stone her. What do you say? They were trying to trap him into saying something they could use against him. But Jesus stooped down and wrote in the dust with his finger. They kept demanding an answer. and He stood up again and said, all right, but let the one who has never sinned throw the first stone. Then he stooped down again and wrote in the dust. When the accusers heard this, they slipped away one by one, beginning with the oldest, until Jesus was left in the middle of the crowd with the woman. Jesus stood up again and said to the woman, where are your accusers? Didn't even one of them condemn you? No, Lord, she said. And Jesus said, neither do I go and sin no more. Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. And we were learning from uh, Chris last night at Friends that, and Jesus said, neither do I go and sin no more. Um, also connecting her punishment, of course, with the fact that she was committing sin. Mm. So he goes back and tells her, you know, 
don't test your luck. Stop sitting. Mm. Or something worse will happen to you <laughs> next time. Yes. Wow. Um, I, I know we had talked about this before, and I have no recollection of what the answer was, but uh, it was about what Jesus was writing in the dirt. Ah, well, of course, there's different theories because mm. nobody knows for sure. But uh, some say that he was writing the sins of the people that were watching, the observers, mm. writing it or writing their names. Um, and that would be the coolest if he did that, right? And that was scaring them. <laughs> those are the theories that I've heard. Yeah. What do you guys think? What do you think Jesus was writing in the dirt? Uh, those of you that are watching right now on our live broadcast, of course, not those of you on the podcast. Yes. But those of you on the broadcast are watching live, write in the comments what you think Jesus was writing in the dirt uh, as he was talking to, because it doesn't say no. in the scriptures. Um, there was something else on that particular one that was interesting. And let me go back. Um, oh, my gosh. Just the temple cars. Oh, Nicodemus. Yes, we know who so, Nicodemus is. Yeah, Nicodemus, the leader who had met with Jesus earlier, spoke up. Is it legal to convict a man before he is giving a hearing? And what I what I remember from you know knowing Nicodemus now better than I probably ever have in my entire faith <laughs> is that that he was kind of taken he was kind of taking Jesus aside, right? Is that word to, to take from this that he, that he he was trying to protect him, trying to protect him without revealing himself. Uh, he didn't want to go the full nine yards and reveal that he was a follower of Jesus. So he's like, he was buying him some time. That's pretty bold considering what his position was in the Jewish faith and the way yes. he was with amongst all the. Absolutely. Jews. Absolutely. Even just speaking, like it would be like, um, it'd be like uh, Nancy Pelosi talking nice about president Trump suddenly like, <laughs> Oh, well we shouldn't be, we shouldn't be impeaching him necessarily. <laughs> we should without hear all, what he has to without say. all the proof. You know what? what? Nancy, you okay? You've been drinking again? <laughs> Maybe a little. <laughs> okay. Her husband surely has. Let's do the other ones. Too. Okay. <laughs> the other, Isaiah 44 3. For I will pour water on him who is thirsty and floods on the dry ground. I love that expression, floods on the dry ground. I will pour my spirit on your descendants and my blessings on your offspring. I've never heard that before. Pour, uh, I mean, flood the dragon. I've read ground. it, but I never heard it. <laughs> right? Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. Hebrews 9, 11. But Christ came as a high priest, yes, of the good things to come with greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is, not of this creation. No longer is the tabernacle, the temple, the holy of holies, external. We are the tabernacle. Romans 10, 12, for there is no distinction between Jew and Greek, for the same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon him. Trust in the Lord forever, for in Yah the Lord is everlasting strength. So another translation says, trust in the Lord forever, for in Jehovah the Lord is everlasting strength. It's Isaiah 26, 4. Yes. Um. Did you um, get more about what what that is all about? Trust in the Lord always, for the Lord God is the eternal rock. Well, it's the the book of Isaiah. It is a prophetic section, mm -hmm. uh, and it's about so. At the time, the Jews are undergoing severe uh, 
persecution and problems because they've been um, unfaithful to God. They've engaged in all kinds of idol worship and debauchery. Debauchery. And so this is uh, basically his plea to them to trust in God, that he will uh, restore them and redeem them. But it is, it will take some time. Right. So today um, at Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills, uh, Pastor Jack Kibbs is on vacation. So Shadrach. Yes. Not the Shadrach from the fire. It's a, it's a pastor named Shadrach <laughs> over at Cal- Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills. He's the high school pastor. Yes. Very funny, uh, nice man. Um, but uh, his, his message today for me was probably one of his best. I think I've you know heard him speak maybe three or four times. Today, it really was one of those great messages that I think really puts him in a, in a, in a place where, you know, you, you might now be, I mean, I might now be excited when Jack's even not there when he speaks. Oh, Does that make that's sense? great. Yeah. Where, absolutely. you know, sometimes when Jack's not there, I go, mm, that's too bad. It's a little sad. Oh. Uh, but um, Shadrach is a, was on fire today. He was. And, Josh is like that too. I would love when Josh. Yeah. Uh, speaks and so when we both kind of let out a little bit of a giggle when it said uh, it mentioned a sparrow in the story which is so funny because Shadrach began we spoke today about the sparrow that hits his windows <laughs> very elaborate <laughs> story about sparrows <laughs> I was like is he still talking about the sparrows reminded me of you <laughs> so if you I mean I just I had to mention it because we let out this little giggle I didn't want you to think we were laughing just weirdly which is I guess weirdly but uh, if you want to know further, you'd really have to listen to his message today. I wonder if he mentioned it in the second and third, because yeah. we watched the first one. But um, maybe he went back and his wife was like the whole sparrow story. <laughs> you may want to cut that down a little bit. <laughs> so by the second and third one, he's like, "Yeah, I have this problem with sparrows." Anyways, so now I'm trying to figure out what got. And so my, again, my point for bringing it up not only is that we giggled, but what is how is it possible that a message at the church that we go to he spoke about sparrows and it's also in a devotional. When, 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 how is that possible? It's not even related to the Bible. It's not, there's nothing. There's no reason. God mentioned sparrows in the Bible. Sparrows are hmm. uh, spiritually significant. Oh, really? Yeah. Because he makes reference. He's like that in Matthew, God says that if it, if I would keep the sparrows, are you not more precious hmm. um, that he sustains the sparrows without them having to toil or work? And um, are you not more precious than they? Hmm. And if I'm not mistaken, it was the sparrows that fed Elijah when he was hiding in the cave. Interesting. Or was that a crow? If anyone's <laughs> watching the notes, I think it was the sparrows. If I'm not mistaken. Uh, so, yeah, it's just um, they're significant. And I think that that's amazing that they show up here, too. Really? Yeah. Because we think of, I mean, I don't know if about we, but I, I think of sparrows as uh, rats with wings. Oh. Yeah, because they're wow. just like everywhere. They just are, I mean, what, I mean, kind of like Shadrach. Like, what good are they? Oh. They're just these little, <laughs> they're not like canaries. I didn't know that. And, uh, you know, have a beautiful song. They're kind of annoying. Oh. <laughs> I didn't know much about birds. I know. What we mean. had somebody from uh, LinkedIn. On. Yeah, I saw that. So let's first, we need to, oh, we need to go way back here. Uh, we got hooked on Jesus. Names of the accusers. Oh, question mark. That you were, uh, that you're remembering what we were taught about him writing 
I think Jack is the one who mentioned that. Oh, the, the name. Oh, you mean what does that expression mean? Uh, it is the names of the accusers, the people that are standing there. So as she was brought before the Pharisee in, in front of Jesus for committing adultery, there's a there's a uh, uh, an audience, the people there that are her accusers, uh, whether it's. It, and for the most part, we're assuming that they were strangers to her or they were some of the. Uh, <laughs> I remember one pastor was like, first of all. The scripture says caught in the act of adultery. So were there a couple of dudes like hanging out outside the window? Like how did they literally catch them in the act? Yeah. And so is it those guys that brought her forward? So it's not entirely clear who is the um, accusers that are in the audience there that slowly sheepishly walk away. Right. But yes. Is this happening in the middle of the street? Uh, well, no, there's to... dust on the floor, so you see, it's uh, <laughs> no, I mean, it's off to the side. As far as her, oh, her, doing, yeah, yeah, was she in the alley? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, uh, Kate was referring to 753. The accusations and belittling of Jesus had an effect because it says, "And everyone went to their own house." Yes, yes, absolutely. Yep. Wayne says, "I think, as was said, names or sins." Yes, that's what you heard too. Okay. Kevin Knight. From Hi, LinkedIn. Kevin. Well, I think this is one of our first uh, comments from LinkedIn. Yes. I believe so. Your sins are forgiven. I don't know if you're referring to us or the story. The story. <laughs> <laughs> but either way, definitely amen. The story. Definitely the story. Uh, oh, Kate, Kate agrees that Shadrach was brilliant he today. He was. I mean, he, I he mean, was. I, I he was on this, fire. You, you've always liked him. But I think my disappointment of Jack not being there has not allowed me to actually sit there and listen to Shadrach. Aww. I go, he's a high school pastor. What's what's he going to teach me? No. But today, I go, wow, he's more than high school. Even he mentioned that you know he was called a racist or something like that, or a bigot or something like that. Yeah. You know, you you're, you're a white supremacist. You're a you know a white nationalist. He goes, I'm a high school pastor. <laughs> Is this my white privilege? <laughs> this Is all I got. This is all I got. <laughs> but he was fantastic. Look that Jesus says. No, no. You asked a question about what he may have been writing um, in the sand. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. What is that? He was just responding to my question. What they, I was asking them, what do you think he was writing? Yeah. The names of the accusers. He wrote a question mark. That's the reason I, I think the question mark was the reason we got kind of, um, we answered it differently. Oh, okay. The question mark. Yep. Uh, Jan says. And where was the man she was with? Right. Exactly. It's always why why do they do why do they have to hurt the woman? The man had white privilege. Right? The, he for <laughs> sure did. Or maybe She's it's called Jew. a Semitic privilege. Probably, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pharisee <Yes>. privilege. <laughs> Good grief, Falco. What I do. I don't know. <laughs> You got to give me a little bit of a break today. We've been at the beach all day in the sun. You should see that I'm, I'm sunburnt. The shirt hurts to wear. So, yeah, all of our kids are bright red, too. Sh now they're going to know that I didn't put sunscreen on them. Oh. They're going to call CPS. <laughs> you did it washed off. They were in the water all day. Oh, that's right. I did put it on. The, no, yes. the, the kids will snitch me off. Really? Yeah, they'll, they'll say, no, he didn't. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> You did manage to put it on yourself a little bit. I put though. it on my tattoo. Oh. I didn't want my tattoo to fade. Put on my tattoo, but not the kids. <laughs> anything else about, besides the sparrows, anything else about uh, Shadrach's um, message today that really kind of. Well, he's just, he's just all about uh, the persecution that we're up against and 
having not having a fear of death it reminded me actually of my article about uh our uh, the stockholm syndrome and why we should be bold in in christ that we should have no fear of death we should have no fear of persecution because at the end if we live as christ and die as gain uh i just i i think he i mean i would love the fact that if he would be teaching our kids that too wow mm-hmm. So not just telling the adults, but telling the kids, like, don't be afraid. Yeah. So generally speaking, I think that was a really positive approach, too. Now, without you mention it, it also speaks to the the gentleman who came uh, to speak about uh, the district attorney in Los Angeles, Gascon, who were attempting to have recalled, even though we don't live in L.A. County. We don't uh, care. It affects all of us, because if you're not putting guy, bad guys away, one of the things as an Anaheim police officer, which Anaheim is in Orange County, as many of our bad guys came from LA. So if they're releasing these guys without prosecuting them and jailing them, that's going to affect Orange County for sure. Uh, Ventura County, Riverside County, San Bernardino County, because those guys come into these other counties and commit horrendous crimes. Um, but back to not fearing persecution, this assistant district attorney came and spoke at our church this morning, yeah, asking wild. for support <laughs> to uh, recall his boss. his boss and fire his boss, which is wow. We all kind of went whoa and said, "This is this is bold." That was bold that he would do that. So that's uh, so. If you know anybody in LA that uh, has the opportunity to um, recall, to- recall what's his first name? Gascon. Oh, no. uh, George. Yeah, recalgeorgegascone.com. Yep, go there and have to print out you have, have to, to print it out mail it in mail it in kate says yeah right while well, i freeze here no sympathy from this direction about sunburn yeah sorry <laughs> yeah we get to suffer in california but we do have amazing weather mm-hmm. all right my love should we uh land this plane Let me <laughs> let's do it falco all right what you guys need to do, though, is remember, if you haven't done it yet, is on your phone, you need to go to the App Store and download the Edify app. We are officially part of the Edify Christian Podcast Network. So if you haven't checked it out, please do. Edify.app. Yes, look at you. That's a really nice way to put it. Thank you. All right. Download the app. Subscribe. And then we will see you on the next one. We're going to go get some sleep. Bye. Love you guys. God, God bless. bless. And uh, the best to uh, David. Uh, yes. Kate we look forward Mary. to hearing some uh, great praise report, uh, Kate. Yep. God Maybe bless. Awesome. Good night.